0: Let's get serious now. We have with us ace reporter Melissa Fine, American Wire News and BizPack Review. Good morning, Melissa. How are you?
1: Good morning. I'm doing well, thanks. Good. You have
0: a story about yet another one of the Soros-backed district attorneys. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. Well,
1: this one's in Alameda County. This is uh, District Attorney Pamela Price, Alameda um, County.
0: Where Where is that in in in? in that, uh, outer... the
1: Bay Area, in California. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it encompasses Oakland, for example. Um, she campaigned on social justice, anti police reform, um, and she took over in January. And since getting there, she has done her very best to sort of upend. High-profile case after high-profile case. Um, The latest is Delonzo Logwood, who was an alleged gang member. Uh, He was 18 years old in 2008 when he's accused of shooting and killing three men in the span of a month. Um, One of them was a 24-year-old man by the name of Zaire Washington. He was set to testify in a, a separate shooting case just weeks later, he was killed. Um, and Logwood admitted in court to killing Eric Ford in a murder-for-hire scheme. So he was facing 75 to life. And then Ms. Price came in. And she organized a plea deal that would have dropped all of the special sentencing enhancements. Um, Logwood would have pled no contest to voluntary manslaughter in one of the murders. The other two murder charges would have been dropped. So instead of 75 to life, Logwood would have received 15 years, and he would have gotten credit for all the time he served. So he'd be out of prison in just about three years. Um
0: Let me summarize what I'm hearing from you, Melissa, please. We have a mass murderer. Not just a mass murderer. He is an executioner. He is a hitman. Murder for hire. And he also murdered a witness that was due, among the three people he's known to have murdered, he murdered a witness that was due to testify in another shooting court case. This Soros-backed district attorney rushes to his rescue, this mass murderer's rescue, and gives him a plea deal that would have dropped any special enhancements, usually in most jurisdictions that have the death penalty. Now, California had one until their governor, Gavin Newsom, just unilaterally got rid of it. And just said, "Up, oh, we don't, we don't, we're not doing that anymore. We get about the wow. the, the legal system here. We're just going to toss out the death penalty in California because I don't like it." So yeah. she comes in and she comes to the aid of this mass murderer and gets rid of the enhancements that, in most jurisdictions, would have either sent this guy to death row or sent, or at least life without parole where he would never be a minister to society again, and she organizes a deal that would have granted him three years, when you looked at everything, his entire record, three years behind bars, two of the cases of murder were just simply, oh, let's forget about that, and let's put this guy on the street as soon as we can. Do I have this right?
1: That's uh, sadly, that's exactly right. You know, essentially, she was saying that that the three men he killed, uh, their lives were each worth about five years. And seeing how he's been sitting in jail this time, well, he gets credit for that. Um, fortunately, uh, the judge in the case, Judge McMan uh, McCannon, rejected the deal. Um, and as a result, Price. Uh, filed a motion to have this judge disqualified from any criminal case that her office prosecutes. Um, what? She yes, this is uh, no joke. Uh, the defense uh, apparently also filed a similar motion, but she she said that he made inappropriate comments that he's biased against the DA's office. She never quite explained what exactly he had done. Um, so we're just gonna have to trust her that, that you know McCannon is biased. Um, she said that you know the the media and, and other people want me to try these cases um, in in the public. And I can't ethically do this. And then she released a video statement on YouTube explaining why the judge needed to be disqualified. Now, obviously, those motions were denied, dismissed. Um, but this is just the tip of the iceberg with her. She's, uh, like I said, she's she's put her fingers into several high-profile cases and just turned them upside down. Um, about a week after she got into office she she's instructed all of her prosecutors prosecutors um, not to file or force their clients to uh, to plea to uh, sentence enhanced sentencing um, so all of those are getting dropped she dropped the special circumstances in the case of David mish who's a serial killer Um One of his victims, he's accused of kidnapping and killing a nine-year-old girl. Um, So she's making life easier on him. And there was another case where there was a reckless, uh, unlicensed driver flying down the freeway, um, caused a huge crash, had several victims injured. One of them was a woman who was eight months pregnant, and she lost her baby as a result. He then ditched the car and tried to report it stolen. Now, Price's predecessor had charged him with felony leaving the scene of an accident and felony reckless driving with serious injury. But Price came in, and and here's the interesting part, without even consulting with with the grieving mother, which is state law, actually, that they're notified if a plea has been is being discussed and they have the opportunity to give an impact statement. She never got that opportunity. Price let him plea to vandalism.
0: Vandalism. He was
1: really vandalism, which I, I don't know what kind of mental gymnastics you have to do to reach that, but he, would, he pled to vandalism and was released with time served. Um, and then there's the case of Jasper Wu, who was just Shy of his two second birthday, two years old, he was in his car seat. His mom was going down the freeway, and a rolling shootout between gang members uh, went by. A stray bullet caught Jasper and killed him. Um, and the rumors are that the price is actually seeking no jail time. Again, no. Special circumstances, the parents are terrified that they'll never see justice. Um, so it's, it's much bigger than just the Logwood case. This is, you know, since she took office, 10 veteran prosecutors have resigned, including Stacy Pettigrew, who had been working on the Logwood case for eight years. Um, seven prosecutors have been placed on leave, four have retired, and she straight up fired one. Um, so the ones who have resigned are saying that they don't feel like they can ethically or adequately do their jobs and protect the people in their communities anymore um under her administration. so this yeah, this is incredible,
0: and yet the people of Alameda County in California are content. are they? if has there been any sign that the public is unhappy? With, what's Actually, one. A,
1: petition, a petition is being circulated right now to have her recalled. You know, I think I think what this really shows, because, again, we see it in Southern California with with Carson and all of the, the crazy things that he has done, the woke justice that he's been doling out. And, of course, we see it in Manhattan with Bragg. I think it really shines a spotlight on the on the importance of local elections. Um, and the impact they can have, whether it be, you know, the DA or the sheriffs or on the school boards. Um, and this sort of transcends, you know, party politics. I don't think there are plenty of sane Democrats out there. I don't think any of them would see what Price is doing as justice served. So I think that we all... You know, especially going into twenty twenty four, we we need to be focusing more, and we need the GOP to focus more. We're being outspent by foreign billionaires.
0: So here is the question I have, and uh-huh. this is not a question that I I I don't know whether you can answer this or even speculate as to what the answer is. I think a lot of people hear this and they don't, and there's a disconnect. They don't understand what these prosecutors hope to achieve? What is it that when you let murderers, serial murderers, people that are intent on not just killing innocent civilians, killing babies in car seats, killing children, but also performing hits on people that are are due to be uh, testifying in court. And then you have a district attorney who's intent on letting these people roam the streets what is it that motivates these, these, these district attorneys that are soft on crime? What is it that they're looking for? What is the outcome that they want to happen from their brand of, they call this restorative justice, and I don't understand what that means. I don't understand what it, it, what's the end game here. What are they looking to do to society or for society?
1: You know, I mean, obviously that's something that I personally have spent a lot of time trying to work out. And there really is only one explanation that makes sense. They want chaos. They want societal chaos. Because that's the only logical outcome of policies like this. I mean, it it doesn't just affect the victims in a single case. It doesn't just affect the DA's office. You end up with, you know, like I said, all of the experienced prosecutors leave or resign, but it also trickles down into the police, the investigators who work so hard to to catch these people, put them behind bars. They see the carnage that they've left. and, And then only to have the DA say they're not going to prosecute or they're not going to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law. So the police get frustrated. But the the most concerning effect, I think, of all of it, is you end up with residents of these communities who feel they're afraid, they feel like the law won't protect them, can't protect them, that justice is not attainable, and what happens you know very quickly that's a recipe for disaster very quickly people start sort of taking justice into their own hands that's kind of human nature so chaos is the only outcome that you can expect from something like this so you know it why do they want complete chaos well you can you can speculate you know, they want to see. They want to reimagine America uh, in in a way that goes against everything we we've, we've known about our nation growing up. Everything our nation has stand for. Um, there's no innocent explanation for this. You know, that the people in Logwood's uh, case, his victims were young black men. So this, you know, Jasper Wu is not a Caucasian baby. This is affecting the very uh, communities that these DAs say that they they want to serve. You know, in her video, Price said that, you know, she's committed to serving with uh, justice and compassion. But in reality, there is no compassion for anyone other than the criminals. The victims sure aren't seeing it.
0: Well, listen, I want to suggest something. Uh, you have the makings of a good book here. I don't know whether you have time, inclination, desire, but your research into this DA and I'm sure the others, there is a book to be written here about the these DAs, the cases that they've handled like you've just outlined for us today, and uh, maybe even some of the impact on these communities. Uh, there's a, and probably a documentary one day in the future will come, but... This is chilling. What you have shared with us today, and what you write. Where can people find you and find your work, Melissa?
1: Uh, BizPack Review, American Wire News. Um, I write daily, so we have a, an incredible team of editors and writers. So we're we're trying to get the news out um, as as much as we can. Um, you know, the the stuff that mainstream media doesn't want to talk about. So. Melissa,
0: thank you for joining us. We hope to have you back in the future.
1: Thank you so much.
0: James bye-bye. Golden, a.k.a. Bye-bye. Snurly here on WABC.